Are you an expert in your chosen field? Do you have something worthwhile to tell the public? Are you interested in becoming someone to whom the media turns when medicine is in the news? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is Karen White Gibson. She is the producer and host of a healthcare cable TV show in Chicago and Los Angeles. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to join you. Thanks, Karen. You know, I'm curious how you got started in all of this. You began your medical career as an ER nurse, and now you're producing your own television show. How did that happen? Well, actually, during the time that I was in school, I thought about writing a book to start out with, and uh, I began working in the ER. I knew I'd write a book, so I began by taking notes all during my nursing education. Luckily, I went to a school where there was a medical school and a diversified community from very poor to very wealthy, and we saw every disease possible. The medical students and student nurses at our school even took some classes together and were in competition with each other. So we had a lot of very interesting situations. My career then took me to the ER and then became the charge nurse at another hospital of a psych unit which I think has helped me in the future in developing my interview techniques. And I understand you're a psychiatrist, right? Correct. Okay. (laughs) While I was working in the psych unit, though, a colleague was injured, and she required sterile dressing changes on her leg. She was eight months pregnant. She couldn't reach her leg. Social service could not find nurses to visit her and help her. They said the middle class could not get information. They could not get services. The poor and the rich were served, but not the middle class. So I took care of her. We then became partners in the first freestanding independent nursing corporation in the United States as a supplement to doctor's offices who at the time, I might add, were overwhelmed with patient appointments and we were never going to be a substitute for them but a supplement. So we encouraged people to come and see us and some who had never seen a doctor and got them to go to doctors. This then evolved into us starting a home care agency But since we were so new and it was unethical to advertise, this was back in 1973, the news and newspaper came to do stories on us. And sometimes we told them about us and sometimes they just found out about it. We obviously needed this exposure since it was very unethical to advertise them. So I found that they too needed people who were educated in certain areas to help inform the public about different types of things. Many times they couldn't get a nurse to go anywhere. I mean, we would go to radio shows and things like that, and nobody else would show up, or doctors, because they were afraid to speak out, particularly nurses, though. I then agreed to write a newspaper column for the local newspaper, and it became a regular column, and I would take a different topic every week. Then it was okay to advertise, and so we developed a cable commercial. I did the voiceover and was asked by the person who was the producer there to host a short weekly segment on a topic of interest from my health column. So that would be a five- or a ten-minute segment. And people were just looking at me, and I said to her, you know, I'd rather have guests. And so it it increased then and and evolved into a half-hour talk show format. For the past 27 years, it's been on various cables in Chicago. It's on Comcast Cable now in Chicagoland and the suburbs. Also, we donated to the community and public television stations in Illinois, and in California, in Santa Monica, and Los Angeles. And as I understand at the Naperville station, if people want to watch it, which is nctv17.org, is Naperville, Illinois, when they air it on Fridays at 11 a.m. and Saturdays at 11 a.m., it's going out on the Internet now, too. I also became very involved in the media as the first aid nurse and consultant on many major motion pictures, such as Risky Business, Dr. Detroit, and other TV series. And through that, I've been able to bring in many MDs to work with celebrities on the set operations and movies as well. 
Um, but the first TV show I ever did was with a gastroenterologist, a med student I had gone to school with, and the guy that grew up next door, my next-door neighbor, who became a psychiatrist, and they discussed differing views on ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to point out there are several ways that you can help the media find you as a professional. There are paid books with opportunities for professionals who are available as speakers or consultants, and you can include yourself in them. One of them is called Broadcasting and Cable Yearbook. And if anybody wants to email me to ask for specifics on these things, it's an easy email, too. It's asktvnurse at yahoo.com. So you buy this book and it, it gives you leads? I'm not sure how that works. What you can do is, you, they'd like you to buy the book too, but what you can do is call them and fax them your information, and it's actually a paid thing, so you can determine how large or small of an ad you'd like to have put in. And it's distributed to the broadcasting and cable people who are producing shows. Oh, okay. So basically an advertising sort of thing. Right. Okay. And then, you know, as you know, we who produce any TV or radio shows want to know what people may have found that's new and innovative or interesting to the public and welcome the contact, you know, short emails or short phone calls because columns and shows need to fill time with information and experts. And and like I said, they can contact me at asktvnurse at yahoo.com or even call us if we can give a phone number at 815-773-4497. And the website is americantvproductions.com. Okay. And how would you find out the contact person for other shows? Well, there are books that you can actually purchase that list hosts and things like that. I know the city of Chicago has one um, at Columbia College, and there are different places that you can get information through your city, as a matter of fact. And as far as working on movie sets, most of the states have a film office that puts a registry together of people who have offered their services to work on films, and they do ask you for some experience in that area, but that's a way that you can make yourself known to them, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you get paid for this, or is this yes. just for fun? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, if you're the only person in your state, <laughs> like I was the first person that they came from California to film The Fury, I was running the first aid station at a place called Old Chicago, which was the world's prototype indoor amusement park. And because they didn't want to be paying to bring nurses from other places and putting them up, they taught me what specifically they needed for movie sets. Well, then my business, American Nurse, took over doing most of the movie sets and TV series in Chicago, myself and other nurses. Mm -hmm. And you're on set many times, but... There are times when you want to, you know, hook up with doctor's offices or hospitals or doctors who are willing to come out on the set. It might be a chiropractor. It might be the gastroenterologist, I called him, or a cardiologist, you know, to check out the celebrities or to give you orders if someone gets sick because it's like running a city. I mean, you have the crew, you have electricians, you have movie stars, you have the people that are extras. So there's a variety of different things that can happen, and and you need to have orders from physicians and places where you know that you have contact where you can take them into and get them treated quickly because they're losing time for every minute that they're not taping. Right. Sounds like a might be a good opportunity for a substance abuse specialist. <laughs> yeah, anything. I mean, really, you'd be amazed <laughs> what you need when you're out on those sets because you're working, you know, usually six days a week, 18 hours a day, and you're working with every possible problem that can exist. So any other tips on how physicians who might be listening can improve their access to the media? Well, I think, first of all, they should send out press releases, and they should be putting the most important information in the first paragraph in case it's used and they cut out the last. 
You could be doing things like continuing education to the public or giving information to nurses. If you send these out periodically on any new innovation in your office, any new equipment, any new associates in your office, this is all free advertising if the local papers put it in. And sending your bio to TV stations, to the news producers. I know my husband and his partner did a street savvy safety tips thing, which we termed a CPR for crime and how to stay safe. And we developed a video and a television show around that. And they became consultants for the same TV station that I did because I sent their bios in and the information that they gave. And so when the the producers are looking for things even on the news, and make sure you put your cell phone in there because when they want you, they want you quickly. You know, they look for these types of articles or the names that they have handy to them or whatever they've read in the newspaper and recent meetings or findings that you've had. There are also, you know, the PR web. You can spend $40 or $400 to send out a press release about yourself that goes to a lot of different outlets. And you can choose whether it's going to go to your local outlet or whether it's going to go out globally. Uh, this is probably a naive question, but how do you send out a press release? I, I don't know how to do that. You know, for instance, say that I wanted a press release to go on your radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wanted to send out something to say what I've done and, and what I've specialized in, what my past is. But say specifically I wanted to promote, it wasn't a medical professional show, but I wanted to promote the fact that I've worked with movie stars, for instance. So I'd say, you know, Karen White Gibson, RN, certified case manager, is now working on the movie such and such, Nurses on Our Own, which my book, Nurses on Our Own, has been optioned for a TV movie, as a matter of fact, that she is going to be working on this as well as promoting her television show, Outspoken with Karen, which is seen on cable TV and on the Internet. You can obtain more information through americantvproductions.com. You can contact her at AskTVNurse at yahoo.com, and she will be giving a speech to other nurses on how to do this on next Friday at such and such a location. And, you know, that's more Hollywood. But you can do that as far as you might want to give something on insurance reimbursement, for example. And you might want to talk about what the new procedure is that's in your office or how you're different than another psychiatrist's office or what's unique about your treatment, that you're now, for instance, providing hair analysis or something, and why you're doing this as an adjunct to your other treatment and how it's a non-invasive thing that uh, maybe for attention deficit to check out children in another way where you're trying to eliminate them taking drugs which might have side effects. I mean, you just put this all in a paragraph, the who, what, and when, or if you want to give a speech at your office, who, what, and when, even if nobody shows up for the speech the people still see your office's name, number, and address. And I have found that people seeing you in three different venues, you know, they might see an article about you, they might see, which they don't know whether that press release was even written by you or by the newspaper. And if they see that and then they see you, for instance, on a TV show like mine and Outspoken with Karen, and then they hear your name through a neighbor or a referral resource or something, they're going to pick you. Right. So who do you send it to once you write it? Well, you can get the addresses right out of the phone book of the TV stations, and you would send it to the producer of a specific show or to the news producer. And you can also send it out to your local newspapers and just send it to the editor. You might, depending on what it is, you might want to send it to the features editor. You might want to send it to the opinion editor. You might want to just, you know, send it to the tempo editor if it's a local community event or something. But they utilize these all the time. I mean, I had ABC, CBS, and NBC all out at my office when I first started 
because of just sending this out. You know, two nurses open an office for overload for physicians. You know, physicians would write orders for injections or sterile dressing changes and send the people to us because they didn't want to take the time to do it. So we had to, because it was unethical to advertise, do this. So that's what I would do. Or you can call them. You can call the TV station and say, look, you know, I'm an expert in this. Would you put my name on your list? And with voicemails and everything, it's terrific because you can just give them very brief information, which they'll write down. And they might not call you that week, but when they're looking for something related to your specialty, they probably will. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank our guest today for such terrific information on how to improve access to the media. Karen White Gibson. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. 